Welcome to 3R Educational Solutions, the podcast that empowers educators to create thriving learning environments with social-emotional learning at the core. Hi, welcome to 3R Educational Solutions. This is Angel, and today, well, I have Cassie with me as usual today. Hello. And today, um, joining us is my friend Jenny Young. Uh, we have been friends for a long time, and uh, just a forewarning, when Jenny and I start talking, you never know which direction it's going to go. So we, and Cassie and I have kind of gotten like that too. Maybe <laughs> I'm seeing a common denominator here. <laughs> so, um, but our focus today is implementing social-emotional learning in curriculum in your school or classroom. Um, so... Jenny, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, yes. You um, so my, my name is Jenny Young, and I am currently teaching middle school, um, but I have a background 16 years uh, in the fourth grade classroom. So actually, six. did I say 16 or 14? 14. You said 16. Okay, oh. 16 years. Oh. <laughs> um, I, took, <laughs> I took a five-year break after between elementary and middle school. And during that time I had a gym and I taught yoga um, and I got my two year, 200 hour certification. So um, it was then that I decided that, you know, I have to, I have to write a curriculum for the elementary classroom because when I was um, in my training, they were talking about the physical, the mental, emotional benefits. I just, could resonate with all the things they were talking about and how it could help so many kids in the classroom. So that's when I started writing the curriculum. I started actually, um, as soon as that lesson, I mean, it was just like a bell went off and I'm like, yep, I'm going to do this. And so I took notes. And by the time I got home, I had an outline of what I wanted it to look like. And it was a year and a half in the making, but, um, yeah, it's something I'm proud of. And, very beneficial. So, so I have yeah. to tell you, I disclosed to our fitness, our fitness group, um, as their yoga instructor, like I get it. Uh, yoga is not your gig because that's kind of when Jenny mentioned yoga to me, that's where my brain, when I was like, Oh, nice. Good for you, Jenny. And because it was not really something that people talked about. It was kind of like a flu flu, you know, stretchy thing. And I think people still see it that way, but they don't see the real mental and health benefits of it yet. Um, so she told me that. And when I remember we were having lunch or something, Jenny, do you remember that? And she said, I have been working every single day for a year and a half on this curriculum. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> so she has really worked hard doing this. Um, so I guess to go back to our focus, the importance of social emotional learning for today's students, um, which, uh, the, Cassie and I have talked a lot on this podcast about how um, we all, we've always had social emotional learning outlets, like regulation outlets, but growing up for me, I, I had different regulation techniques and I still do. Um, but I, I grew up on a farm. So if I got overwhelmed or whatever, I went outside and played and kids don't always do that. They don't, you know, I went roller skating, I went jogging, I went bike riding, whatever. And kids, kids today just don't know to do that. And it's, I feel like it's something that 
was just ingrained in children growing up like in my era that is no longer ingrained because they're plugged in 24 seven. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. So, um, you were talking about Jenny, your yoga, um, when you were getting your certification and I've talked about that too, how I kept hearing this, um, yoga for students. Um, so what are some of the benefits that you, um, feel like social emotional learning specifically, um, hold for students of any age? Well, first and foremost, and I think if you asked any teacher, they would say two things. Um, I want help with focus and I want help with behavior. And, and yoga does both of those things. You know, you have poses that create calm, um, breath work, you know, is a regulatory method used to calm the nervous system. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of my favorite lessons that I did, you know, going back a little bit before I went back to school in middle school, I taught yoga in the schools. And one of my favorite lessons was um, using the hand as a model for the brain and, and the thumb placed in the palm of the hand is your amygdala, and then you fold your fingers over. And I'm sure you've seen the fist model. Mm-hmm. Fold your fingers over, and that represents the prefrontal cortex. Well, when you teach kids that, you know, the amygdala, when you are stressed, when you are angry, when you are in a situation where you're carrying fear, that prefrontal cortex, that's called flipping the lid. You know, that free prefrontal cortex is completely shut off and you are just reacting to the situation, which, you know, we need that because there's situations in life. You know, if your house was on fire, you would have to react. You wouldn't have time to think everything through. You just react. So that's why the amygdala is important. But um, when it comes to the stress, that normal stress in a daily life, we don't want that prefrontal cortex shut off. And that's the importance of using and teaching kids to use their breath to calm that, calm the nervous system and get that prefrontal cortex working. So focus and behavior management, those are the two things that um, yoga can help with. And I say yoga, but really the, it's, it's a encompassing SEL, social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. It's teaching kids how to regulate emotions yeah. and yoga is just a tool. I love yeah. that. Helping and kids like get out of that fight or flight, flight kind of exactly. mode that we can like live in sometimes like getting, getting out of that. That's, I love that. Yes. And Cassie's talked about using uh, music in the classroom. And I, I kind of like think about Cassie and what, what Cassie has used and what you use, Jenny, as um, they kind of go together. Like Cassie, we've talked about doing breath work with your sound mm-hmm. uh, therapy. So um, I c- could you see that going hand in hand pretty easily? Like, oh, oh hands down. yeah, hands down. Cause I mean, breathing goes along with like doing sound therapy, you're breathing while you're listening and it's all just coming together to help regulate yourself. And I can definitely see it going hand in hand. So Jenny's curriculum also comes with some suggested books. So, and of course, um, we're going to put a little plug in here for Jenny's curriculum because it is really great. Um, 
help me remember, is it K through six, Jenny? K through six. K through six. K through six. So, um, and that will be available on our website. So you can purchase Jenny's curriculum on our website soon. And, um, uh, but it is, she has it broken down by grade or you can buy it in bundles. So it's, it's just really cool. I, and of course, me being an ELA teacher at heart, just, uh, I was like, oh, Jenny, we need books. And she's like, there are books. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love oh. literature. I love yes. literature. And there's so many good, um, um, there's one book called On's Anger. And it's a story about this boy who loses his temper and his grandpa sits down and teaches him how to breathe and get control of his anger. So just so many great books that help kids connect and, and that connection empowers them. Yes. You know, they're like, ah, oh, there's not, so there's nothing wrong with me. This is normal. I just have to use these tools to control it. And yes. it really is. Um, and the, the lower elementary is very receptive. And as you get older, if you start in kindergarten and you do this throughout, you can definitely tell a difference in how they respond to it, how they accept it. So, yeah. And what if we I'm, had it just as like a standard? I mean, when they're starting kindergarten and it's all the way through, it doesn't, it doesn't become something like, well, this is weird. Why are they having me do this? It's something that they just are it's implemented all the way through. And I love that it's, you know, yes. creating that whole child from beginning. Yep. Absolutely. As a, as a middle school teacher, I can see what you're saying, Jenny, because like if you just start it in middle school, like I was saying last yeah. week yeah. about um, doing uh, Mozart and playing Mozart during writing, they're going to look at you like you've lost your, your brains, but just, you have to kind of have thicker skin and be like, all right, I know you think I'm crazy, but we're going to do this. And I know we may be silly at first, but we're going to really focus on this. And we're going to talk about how it makes me feel because like you said, littles are receptive to whatever their teacher does. they pretty much love their teacher. Um, yes. Middle schoolers aren't, aren't always so receptive, you know, and they come with a lot. They've had more experience. They've come with more baggage or, you know, something's hit them sideways. And so if we don't start early, and they don't know how to implement it, you've got to go back and um, teach that. And talking about your your hand, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the, the brain model with your hand. But this was, we, somebody did this as the brain sim too. So, um, but you get down in that lower part of your brain. So if you have severe trauma happen when you're, brain, when you're an infant or a toddler, when that trauma happens, as that portion of your brain is developing, it doesn't always fully develop. So if your portion of your brain that controls anger or controls um, mood or whatever, it doesn't fully develop when it should. So we have to step back and, and go back and teach that. So I get all nerded out when I talk about the brain science behind trauma. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I love that neuroscience. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. It, it, it is. is. So um, one of, we, we kind of already hit on what made you decide to write the curriculum. Um, what, see, so you, you took some time off and you were teaching yoga. So you decided to write curriculum. So what are you doing now since you're back in the classroom? Are you using any of these strategies? I do use some of them. I've actually taken a, um, I've got a, also a certification in mindfulness for teens. 
And I took a course this uh, during the school year, pro, the proactive classroom, and it's an SEL, um, SEL course for middle school. And with middle school, you know, the cutesy stuff doesn't, doesn't always resonate with them, but there's always literature books that you're reading and you have to grab those teachable moments because there's in every chapter you read, there's a moment to teach about self self regulation and every chapter, there's something that you can build on to build their self-esteem. Um, so you have to use those moments. You have to be crafty because, you know, the cutesy books like Ann's anger just really aren't going to work with middle school. Yeah. So, about the language it's a lot about uh developing the relationships so it's a whole different ball game but i do love it i do love it so do you feel like um cassie have talked about this it's sort of a teacher mindset or a, a whole school mindset i i get on my I get on a soapbox about this cassie and i did last week about you have to take care of the child and it was Mas Maslow before um, Bloom. So mm -hmm. you have to take care of the child's basic needs first before you can expect them to do any academics. Mm -hmm. And so just what you, you were saying there, like it made me think if you start this when they're little and it's implemented all the way up and it's a school-wide initiative, then it just becomes a part of the way you teach a teachable moment. So you're teaching them, you're doing literature with them in an ELA or whatever, and um, they're reading along and you say, this is a teachable moment. How is so-and-so managing his anger or her anger? In the book, I always come, I always throw out there and I can't remember if I've mentioned it or not, but it's touching spirit bear. I used to teach that every single year in sixth grade. I teach it and in seventh. So, okay. Tell me who the author is. Cause I want to throw it out there um, since it's not ours. Um, um. We might have to look that up and tag it in the, in our, um, but it's, I should know it because I've taught it every year, but touching spirit bear. And they talk about in there, in that book, it's called restorative justice. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we talked a little bit about restorative practice um, the last few weeks and how um, everything you do affects someone else or affects other things in your life. And I yeah. like just all the, you know, we've had another shooting over the weekend in the United States and all of those things, those impulsive behaviors where kids don't know how to deal with what they're feeling. And I don't, with the risk of sound touchy feely, you really need to know how to deal with that. Yeah. You know, whether it's taking a breath or hugging, I love that Ann's anger talks about grandpa because I don't know that, you know, as my, as my guy, my grandpa and my mom might be the most patient person on the face of the planet. Um, so <laughs> I had my crazy, uh, not, I'm not crazy, but McNabb side, but a little short temper. And then I have my sweet little mom over here who's just sweet. <laughs> and she just, <laughs> she just takes everything with a grain of salt. Um, but anyway, um, so I guess, let's see what else, what are some of the talking points? Um, Oh, I know what I want to know more about. But Cassie, I've been talking too much. Cassie, you have anything for Jenny that you want to add to? No, I'm I'm just like loving the conversation so far. <laughs> like you, you guys can you can tell you guys have got a good history and you know a lot about it. So I'm kind of like enjoying the conversation and like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> well, so I wrote this down because I think this is so 
interesting, but I wish more people, coaches grabbed onto it, but yoga for athletes. So recently I was asked to come lead a yoga class for Missouri Valley. It's a NAIA school here in Marshall um, for the wrestling team that was headed to nationals. They just needed a down day and to do some yoga and to focus. And I, I was nervous, first of all, because I'd never done a live session outside of Ashby Fit community. And um, I was so excited, but you could tell like some of those boys had done yoga and you, you could tell their flexibility. Um, but what, so you mentioned, Jenny, that you do some yoga for athletes at your school where you teach. I do. Um, I do the track program. So we do yoga every Friday. And I also do an after, I do six week sessions at a time. I do uh, yoga for stress and anxiety and I do a yoga for athletes. And the kids, of course, the kids I have now had it in elementary, so they're comfortable with it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, in my opinion, yoga benefits everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, to what extent varies, but the benefits are there, especially if you're focusing on connecting it to the breath, connecting that breath with movement. It's very calming. You know, there's just a lot of benefits. So and then in the, it goes to a whole new realm. <laughs> Say that one more time. I cut you off. Um, I, I felt like there's a benefit for everyone, but in the uh, athletic department, it's a whole different yoga, you know, there's different yogas for different needs. Yoga mm-hmm. in the class, a little bit different than yoga for athletes. Yoga for stress and anxiety, that's, you know, a lot of short movements with breath and just very calming. So that's really I feel cool. Like- I never really thought about like just having a whole team do yoga together. And that in itself can be just such a big boat, like a bonding experience just having your whole team doing yoga together and connecting through that. And I just had never thought about doing yoga for your, your athletic sports. <laughs> tell I'm a music person. <laughs> your sports ball things. <laughs> yeah. I tell my kids, I'm like, you're working on your flexibility, your range of motion, your strength. Um, you know, it's balance. It's all, all of it's going to make you a better athlete. And they are shocked. They're shocked at how hard it is. Yeah, you know, lift weights, and they're like, "Why well, can't do that?" Well, you know, everybody's body's different, and mm-hmm. so. Well, and I, I think um, something that, and I look back, and I still, I'm just glad I can still remember this far back. But when I was in high school, and playing basketball, we had like a summer program, and the, and the coach there was like, "You have to visualize it going in. Once you get that muscle memory, because I would choke at the free throw line, and you." You have to visualize that going in. Well, there's a lot of visualization and breathing. Like I open every session with three collective breaths where I'm like, visualize that air going through your body, give it a color. Um, While we go through these movements, um, you know, we stop and we give ourselves, I am affirmations and telling yourself, um, I am successful. Um, You know, I'm going to make every free throw. But when I started visualizing before the game or visualizing before a track meet, it it was crazy. Like my senior year was complete. I, w- I was like, why didn't I listen to this or know this before? Maybe I could have been a better athlete. Who knows? I probably still would have had a little squirrel brain, but 
<laughs> I don't know. Us squirrel brains need yoga more than anyone. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. something else that I think hits home with coaches is flexibility and mm -hmm. teaching kids to breathe and to control their breathing because that is endurance. But flexibility cuts down on majorly cuts down on injuries. Mm -hmm. So the more flexible range your muscles have, they protect those bones more. They don't tear as easily. So having athletes that are flexible is huge. It is. Absolutely. So, hey, coaches, listen in. You need some <laughs> yoga in your life and some breathing and some mental, mental stability. I don't know. <laughs> All of the above. Check All of it. <laughs> oh, so. Well, um, I, do you have anything else for us or Cassie, do you have anything to add or question or? I don't think so. I think we've kind of talked a lot about, you know, what, what she offers and what she does. And yeah, she's pretty amazing. Yeah. She's just like, oh yeah, I just, I like wrote this curriculum thing and <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And where did you say you got your, your, your yoga certification, uh, um, I got it through Marianne's school of, um, Marianne Wells School of Yoga, and it was actually a destination yoga, very intense, 15-day intense um, training. Otherwise, you know, I would have had to have drove quite a ways for mm -hmm. a year, two weekends out of the month. So anyway. And something yeah. else that she's done that's really amazing. Um, you spent a summer. Tell me where you spent a summer teaching. Uh, Thailand. Yeah. In Thailand. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And and what was, what program was that for Jenny? It was, um, I got a grant and it was for rural teachers and you could pretty much pick your destination and what you wanted to do. And, and you just brought it back to the classroom to share. And, you know, sometimes kids just don't get those cultural experiences. So, yeah, yeah. that is it's so pretty cool. amazing. I have amazing <laughs> colleagues and friends. I don't know why they keep me around. I have to Pretty keep going. Not <laughs> you cut out. What did you say? I said, you're pretty amazing yourself. Exactly. Oh, well, I'm glad I got that on there. Yes. <laughs> we just wanted to hear it again. <laughs> I mean, what did you say again? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we have talked about pretty much every angle of uh, social emotional learning and just getting it into your school and your classroom. And obviously, you know, there are curriculums out there. Jenny has her elementary curriculum and I've um, talked to her a little bit about starting a middle school curriculum. And, um, and I know I talked to you about aligning it to the standards. So I'd probably need to get on that too. Cause I told you I would, <laughs> I'll get that done. Yes, um, but there are there are health uh, emotion or mental health standards out there, um, but they're not. I don't believe they're required. It's just something that like, oh, you're, well, definitely not tested. But let me tell you, I guess they're required. But if they're not tested, they definitely should be first and foremost on what teachers teach and implement, because your right. other tested areas are just going to skyrocket. Absolutely. So. When there's focus and behavior regulation and when kids feel good about themselves, they're going to perform better. They're going to treat classmates better. They're 
you know, it's just going to be a happier classroom. Yeah. Happy classroom, happy teacher. Yes. There you go. And vice versa. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You need to make sure it's happy classroom, happy teacher. (laughs) Yes. And then on the back, have it on the front, happy classroom, happy teacher, happy teacher, happy classroom. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, and I'm always, my motto in my brain, especially if I'm grumpy, I have to remind myself to be the energy you want to attract. And that's something else I think is a SEL at the core. Like, well, what kind of energy are you giving off right now? Are you angry? Because you're, you're probably going to receive a lot of angry all day long, you know? And we, I, I know, um, I've always heard if you're in a bad mood, take a nap because that's the biggest way for your mind, your brain to reset. Well, we don't always have that luxury. So teachers, this, the SEL, some of the strategies that we talk about are for teachers too, um, especially for teachers. And if nothing else, think about that. Be the energy you want to attract. Uh, Cassie and I talked uh, last, I can't remember, I get my weeks again, but in an episode about just one quick, easy way to implement a strategy throughout your entire, entire school. And that's with music or with sound and Absolutely. whatever music you're playing, whatever's going into their ears. Yeah. Be mindful. Mm-hmm, be mindful yeah. of it. So that's where I talked about Mozart and having something calm. If you want them to be focused and, and you know, having a different range of music. Um, if I don't have my smart TV on. I usually have a background, whether it's spring or winter or something that's seasonal with classical music on it. And if I, if it's not playing, they ask for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. get to that point. They may think you're crazy for playing classical music at first, especially those middle schoolers or high schoolers, but they get to the point where if, if every, all the teachers are on board with it, they'll be like, okay, well, I guess this is what we're getting, but right they get to that point where they're like, can we, can we listen to something to help us focus? And we talked about vitamin string quartet, um, how they play popular music in, mm-hmm. you know, like with an orchestra. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just, there's so many things that you can do underlying and within the classroom. Oh, hi, kid cat. Is it a cat? Hello. Yeah. Oh. Say hi. Say hi. Denise cat just joined <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, but we, we have about five minutes left. So you guys have anything to add to this, or if our listeners have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. I believe all of our information is on our podcast link. Is that right, Cassie? I think so. Uh, our email. Yes, you can find us on all the social medias. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we'll go ahead and sign off and thank you, Jenny, for joining us. And, um, I would really love to come in and just observe your classroom sometime next year. I kept saying I was going to do it this year, but I haven't made it yet. But I, I think she's like a model classroom. Oh, I that some days it can be pretty crazy. Well, that's a model classroom. That's <laughs> yeah, what they that's look normal. like. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and sign off and thank you again, Jenny and Cassie for joining me and the three R educational solutions team. Bye. Oh, thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, join us every Wednesday for more conversations about what's happening in today's educational world. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
And you can find more information about what we offer at 3reducationalsolutions.com. That's the number three, letter R, educationalsolutions.com.